0: All right, so episode six in the bag.
1: Episode six, halfway through.
0: Halfway through,
2: yeah. Wow.
0: What did everybody feel about this episode? How's everybody feeling?
2: Ooh, I was feeling some type of way about it. Were you? I was. Yeah, too. I liked it, but I was like, "Was I supposed to like
0: it?" <laughs> I think we are? I think that that's the point.
2: This was the. This was like
1: I finally started getting anxious. Did you? This was the episode where now my stomach is in a knot.
0: I have to say same.
1: You know, it was sort of leading up to this. And now it's like, okay, now <laughs> it's just foobar.
0: It's like one of those things where like the damsels on the tracks and the train is coming. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Only there's like five damsels and five uh, speeding bullet trains. And it's like Sam Smith has <laughs> just painted himself into a corner. And I'm like, holy shit. There's so many holy shit moments where you're yeah. just like, what's going to happen now? It was insane. Let's yeah, I was
2: it. I was feeling that with the virtual reality episode last week, but this one was like a whole type of like it was so I, it's like the entire episode I was just on pins and needles.
0: I think I think maybe I've been sort of low level anxious all season, just because I know it's coming to an end. So that's self imposed anxiety yeah. on top of the show's anxiety. And you're right, last week just the running, just I was like holy shit, and then the whole <laughs> getting into virtual real. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it 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 felt like, you know, it sort of felt there was that but this is like literally gun to your head um anxiousness. Mhm. You know it what I is. mean? It's just like uh
0: or gun to the chest. It, or if gun you're to Yeah.
1: And and you know <laughs> gun butt to the head to to darling. It's just <laughs> Whatever. that it just got violent and I was like, "Oh, oh shit. Okay."
0: Oh, snap. Let's talk about that goodbye off the top. When Elliot and Darlene are talking, I'm like, "Is this the last time these two characters are going to know each other in this life?" It certainly felt like a goodbye, didn't it?
1: The second time around, watching it, it felt that's what it felt like. I was like, "Oh, this feels a little, you know." I was like, "Oh, I hope this. I hope this doesn't. I hope this isn't the end for them, the two of them." Cause, I guess,
2: yeah, m- maybe. I feel like if it if it would have happened like in like, one of the penultimate episodes, maybe. I don't know. I didn't get it, that.
0: But you now didn't? you say
2: that, I'm just like, shit, yeah.
0: Uh, it, the first time we watched it last night live, I felt that way. And then today, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is the show that it'll creep on you. Like you're Look at the shiny object over here. But literally, they're saying goodbye over here. And I was like, it felt like a goodbye. She's looking at Angela's shoes. She's in the apartment. He apologizes. It felt very final. They had their last episode together where they were bonded, and we got to see the Aldersons do a hack, and then he puts his hand on hers in the car. I'm like, they're never going to see each other in this life again.
1: And then the apology. Yeah. You know, when when he when he apologized, I was like, oh. No. no, Yeah. Don't apologize. This is it. This is it. And then the room was just, the way it was shot, it was just blackness around her. Yep. And mm-hmm. I was like, this can't. that can't be and good. And she's
0: in the sunken place. Of the seventy-two building people that Angela was tripping on yeah. before she went cuckoo, you know she's nutball.
1: surrounded by death.
0: Yeah, she's in the pit of death. She's yeah. literally in the portal, and I was like, "Oh my god!"
1: Well, yeah, like you were oh, during the watch. You were like, oh, uh, she's gonna do it." Yeah, she she has no choice. She's gonna kill her. She
0: well, Darlene's gonna die, and I loved that she didn't. I know, so loved that. So loved that Carly Chegan It was didn't totally just get blown unexpected. Away. And then I thought, (laughs) oh shit, okay, well, Grace, no one's protecting Grace. Grace is like, I mean, she's a cast regular, but we may not need Dom, but then why would they kill her at this moment? That would look suspicious if this ASAC goes missing another one. yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I'm just getting hysterical. (laughs) The Janice walking in like... What are you nutty kids doing? I thought I told you to kill her. <laughs> you that kids are up past your bedtime. Can, What's up?
2: Can we just like give huge props to uh, the actress that's played Janice? Because I swear she's right now the most terrifying character on this show. I have to
0: say, yeah. Ashley Atkinson, I didn't know that anyone could top Bobby uh, Cannavale's Irving. But now that we have Janice, I have to say, I feel like she's in probably my... Top villains on TV, like she could be in a top thirty list. She's so fucking wacko. Yeah, she's yeah. smiley. She, her emoji game is strong. She's doing taxi taxidermy on old Bernadette, listening to what is this conspiracy? Is it conspiracy radio? Is it an atheist network? The guy was talking about the the guy arguing with himself. The some, unseen un- one. Yes, right.
1: When the unseen one will argue, and then yeah, yeah. What is she what is listening that?
0: to? Just the whole cuckoo thing that it's Janice. I'm just fucking loving. Yeah, just, every, I just love her.
1: Every time they they, they go to her in, the, in her shop, I'm always like, okay, what's going to be playing? She's
0: just really happy uh, in the spot that she's in. Yeah. But then when she shows up, she's like, oh, I thought I told you to kill her. And then yeah. she erases the phone. And I'm like, this is also what sealed the deal for me with the we will never see each other on in this life as we know them is that when she kills the signal, when she erases the phone, like she's cut off literally her connection to her brother. Not just cutting off the Dark Army from Elliot and, and now making it harder for them to find him. She's also made herself more useful to them, giving, you know, she now they can use her as bait now to they, dangle yeah. out over Elliot to draw him in, because we, we know White Rose is keeping him alive all this time, because Wang Shu's over there with her finger on the button. Wang Shu, ready to fit in a murderize Elliot. She's just no. waiting for it.
1: So the one thing that was supposed to keep her in contact and keep her this sense of safety with her brother is the one thing that will, you know, put her, just discards her. Right. So she gets rid of that. Now she's now she's needed.
0: I got to say the Aldersons tend to think very quickly on their Yeah, fate.
1: that was really quick.
0: And then the whole Dom is sweaty and, like, then you know, Darlene's reminding her, "Hey, you know that thing we had." <laughs> Darlene's like, "Hey, hey, man, not the time to be talking about the, our night together." Um, I like the way that whole thing was shot. Well, the whole episode the way speaking it was shot was on.
1: quick on your feet, it's like with the whole wristletting part. It's like, how did Elliot know how to suture her up?
0: Yeah, let's switch over and talk to uh, talk about Olivia's Christmas Day visit from creepy old creeper Elliot Weirdo Alderson. The actual fuck. Yeah. Well, before we get into that scene, so they go to, I love that Ron's coffee is now Todd's coffee. So the DP of the show, Todd Campbell, is now the owner uh, in our story of Rohit's old coffee shop. And they've got the whole beer, the whole nine, and then they've got the beanie on him. I love this whole thing. I was squealing with delight. And we see Leon finally this season coming in all deck to the nines. And he, you know, all passes dick. him the oxy under the table. And I was, like, very distracted by a couple of things. First of all, I love the self-reference of the show. I know this from somewhere, he says. Uh, he loves his TV shows. Is that sort of meta, meta, meta. And uh. then secondly, how, you, how are you freelancing? Like, you were with the Dark Army. Your, they've, got, they've hired you to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. To be his bodyguard in season two, while Elliot's in prison, and now he's freelancing. How do the rules of the Dark Army work? I'm so confused.
1: Well, it's probably it's probably like what um uh what what's his name? Kind of Cannavale's kind of uh, character is doing. He's freelancing. He I wa- guess he went off to do his thing. They let
0: him go write his book yeah. and sa- at sandals.
1: So maybe you know he you know Leon worked off. No, I don't want to say he worked off his thing, but he's loyal. If they need him, they call him back. Kind of like the sellsword
0: sword. Yeah, thing. I feel like they, maybe they are sellswords. Yeah. They buy them for a season, for a time. They we can need, always call yeah. them up. But we he's need like, our troops. Come he on it, in. Didn't he say he's strictly freelance now? Yeah. So crazy. I don't
2: know. Maybe I feel like the way the Dark Army operates is that they have so many uh, people under their like, people working for them that have different levels of how useful they are. That's why you see, like, Dom is, like, never left alone. And maybe Leon is, like, we use him in certain situations that fit him, but Dom we use all the time because she's at a a certain level of of usefulness. I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, a practical
0: thing. If they're trying to find Elliot, so the search is on for Elliot. Wang Shu's, like, the the dude in the van got burnt up real good at Pike's Hollow. So... Wouldn't you just track Leon? Is he really just truly that lost in the city? And New York is a very dense place, but you're White Rose. How is Wang Shu not finding him? So confused. And, I mean, I guess there's people staked out at the apartment, but, like, so anyway. Not going to get stuck in that rabbit hole. So he gets the oxy from Leon. There's an awkward fist bump. (laughs) Leon leaves exactly the way that um, Elliot leaves when he says, I don't give a shit about money, in the pilot. Notice that. Then there's the baby uh, Trump painted on the side of the van. (laughs) And then we're with Robot and Elliot, and they get the Oxycontin so that Elliot can put in the peppermint mocha Christmas in a cup and take it to Olivia. I mean, Robot is us. He's going, yo, dude. Do we really have to do it this way? And he's like, what if we can't convince her? So here's my question to you guys. Does he roll up to the apartment like half Monster? Or is this baseline Elliot? Who's this persona going to Olivia's house with two large venti peppermint mochas? One with an extra shot of oxy.
1: Well, I mean, if if it's Elliot, then Monster has convinced him. That this is the only way to do it. Because remember back in season one, when he found out about blowing up Steel Mountain, he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Right. So somehow the two are, are merged. All three of them are merged. Maybe it's Mr. Robot is the now the the conscience. Well,
0: he's talking to us. He's yeah. the one who was, he was what Elliot was doing before. And now this persona yeah, is like. So
1: it could be either Elliot or I think Monster.
2: I don't really know because I feel like I I'm still trying to figure out where Elliot ends and Monster begins. Like I'm not I'm not really sure that like it's it's now that we have this third personality in the mix, it throws everything that Elliot has done so far in the show into question and whether or not it was actually Elliot or this third persona. Uh, that being said, I feel like before. He like makes to leave the apartment at first and you just just kind of linger at him at the door. I think there's some kind of like switching over there cuz I feel like it's like the way it's lit and everything and like he's yeah. almost speaking from the shadows. Yeah.
0: And I I don't don't think that monster uh, is always just like rage guy. I think he's just this. They keep saying in that dream sequence, the monster is the key to get this done, to get this hack done, to get to white rose. That's the key to all of this is, is taking on this, this persona. This is the one that will carry you through. That has to be ruthless to do these horrible things. And you know what I see coming down the pike? I see a game of Thrones scenario Where everybody was in love with Daenerys. Ain't she sweet? Doing all these amazing, heroic things. And then it comes down to it, and she's, you know, ruthless. I'm just smelling it in the wind already. I'm already seeing people like, not our precious Elliot. When they haven't taken stock of the fact that he got his girlfriend killed. He got Gideon killed. Well, that whole conversation. (laughs) Part of him, like, murdered 3,000 people. (laughs) In the seventy two buildings hack. Like he's done some crazy shit, guys. Yeah. I don't know. If you guys are wanting to like hug up to Elliot, this would be the scene to remind you. There was a lot of outrage. I can't believe he did that to El- to Olivia. I'm like, what show he's are you doing, watching? Yeah,
1: he's been doing this. Yes. So again. It's
0: like he was so tender to tend to her wounds. No, he had to keep her alive
1: the whole time to finish exactly. the phone call.
0: Yeah. If she had murderized herself after the fact if she had already made the phone call and went into the bathroom, would he have tried to have saved her? I'd like to believe, sure.
1: He probably would have gotten that information bounced, and he,
2: she would have killed herself. Yeah, he wouldn't have stayed there. His, it, there's no need for him to be there. So I think I think the reason this specific thing hit me though I'm not like I totally see this happening for Elliot, but I think the reason it hit me so weird and like I was like, man, that's fucked, is that this is like one of the times that Elliot has directly made a decision like that because like with Gideon and Shayla it was a consequence of his actions kind of by proxy with this it was straight up him deciding to do this terrible thing and it's almost worse considering his his history as a junkie and knowing what it does especially after you've been trying to recover like that and well, it, for eight yeah. years you it know. rings
0: all the bells I mean of course but again Let's go back to the fact that he made the decision to participate and to mastermind murdering thousands of people. Yeah. Yes, he felt bad. He went to Trenton and Mobley's places, and we have this moment of justice, and we see him as the good guy. But he's still got blood on his hands even before he got to this moment in my estimation, and those were direct decisions. What I felt felt like was— But I see what you're saying. I this felt, was very visceral and it was like fuck yeah. dude it's mm-hmm. all it's all in the you're like dude it
1: yeah. reminded me of that like that Walter White moment where he he lets um Jesse Pinkman's uh girlfriend die yeah right there just there on the bed Oh fuck yeah it just totally reminds me of that
0: or when he gives Brock the the ricin I mean come on this is some crazy shit yeah. so- I just think
2: the fact that he was that he like Drugged someone who was recovering. I feel like the the reason that's like that's hit that specifically is hitting me different is that in that action, there's almost like no sense of human humanity in him because it's something he's gone through and knows how damaging it is that he's willing to do it to someone else, even though he knows exactly what it feels like.
0: And that's it's monster. like scary
2: to think about that.
0: That's monster. That's the key. Do you know what your monster is? Monster is monster for a reason. This is the part of him that. Has to be cold-blooded in his estimation to pull this off. He was like, I was running out of time. She's why are you doing this to me? He's like, I was running out of time. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah, he patches her up, and he, and he says, I'm sorry, and I think that he means it. But when she looks up at him, and she says, I may work for monsters, but you are one. And the worst thing about it is you yeah. don't even know it. But I think mm-hmm. he knows it. I think she's looking up into the face of Monster, who's like, oh, I know. I know who I am. And I feel like he's on the suicide mission. I feel like this guy is not long for this world. How can he basically, if he lives through all of this, this whole thing, how is he going to be able to function? Is there any other end for this character other than annihilation?
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I just don't. How does this
0: guy walk around in the world after all of this as a functioning human being? Yeah. You don't.
1: Yeah. He's not going to just, you know, get a job at somewhere. Yeah. We did that season three. And Olivia is the last
0: like horrible debased human thing that he does on the way out the door on Christmas freaking day, by the way, threatening her with the loss of her child. So, yeah, it was a it was a really horrible moment, but I wasn't necessarily surprised by it. And I think that we we all maybe saw this foreshadowing because we had seen the razor blade in the bottle when she goes to excuse Mm -hmm. herself to the bathroom. I think we all saw that coming, but I wasn't shocked. So the outrage seemed a little bit like, okay, people are watching this show maybe differently than, say, some of us are. And no judgment. It was horrific. It was horrible. But I don't see Elliot as a – like a lot of people are – they're having this romantical view of, of Vera. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. He raped and murdered Shayla. Yeah. Not thinking this guy is a romantic character. Like, oh, my God, he's so cool. He raped and murdered Shayla. Period. And then he had his own brother killed, point blank. Right in front of him. Yeah. This is who you're dealing with. Little bitch grew up to be this piece of shit, right? And even Elliot Villar who plays him will tell you he's a deep guy on one level and then he's just super shallow and petty on another.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the that's the funny thing about him. It's like even in even in his, his um in what he says, it's just the words that they've given him. Sometimes they're complex and then sometimes He's, well, not, giggling not like a, he's
0: giggling like an asshole when Jason, like, bounces. Yeah, oh, He's heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just can be so infantile, and then he'll turn around and say, like, this deep crap. And I think that's the polarity of a lot of people. You know, they'll say some deep shit, and then they'll, you know, hold a grapefruit spoon up to your neck. <laughs> but it's not, uh, like, it's bro- not. Real necessarily- quick. Oh, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Sorry,
2: I just want to say before we move on to Vera, because I'm I'm ready to talk about that. I, I just want to say that I totally called the deist group being behind Olivia's mom being killed. Yeah, yeah. I Do you remember all... talking about that? I was like, when she was like, my mom was killed in that thing. I was like, oh my God, I called it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we were all kind of honing in on the one fact that this is one of the things that, you know, that we we know that this is how they recruit their people. And Elliot says it: they put people's backs up against the wall and they have to participate. What they did to Dom, what they did to Santiago, Probably what they've done to people in the past, and it's just the people like Janice and Irving and Leon who just bounce right up to the you know, hey, I'll work for you guys, sure, Thanks, sure. what's yeah. the money Fine. they have literally no qualms uh with doing this, so yeah, but it points points to uh points to Andre, <laughs> he did call that um so yeah it was just an interesting scene, and her what I loved about this scene between Dominic uh, Garcia and Rami Malek is uh, they're not giving a whole lot of lines to Rami this year. They're giving all the narration to Christian Slater. And I love what he's doing without even speaking. He's just mm-hmm. you know, his Oscar winning ass is just, not. he's not chewing scenery. He's letting everybody have their own space. He's being very generous with his scene partners. And the two of them in this scene I thought was wonderful. Yeah. I just love the, the way they played it off of each other. Yeah. And then Christian slips in there when she goes to the bathroom and Those two have a symbiosis that's beautiful. But those, I loved seeing um, Dominic Garcia and and Rami in this. There was like, there was like a,
1: you know, like when he, when she grabs his hand, right? When he walks in, there's almost like a reminder of Shayla to me. Of course. There was this very closeness, I think, automatic closeness.
0: He gets so close to someone and then it's broken. Also love the two shot close. And then we flip over for the hand drop on the other side. I fucking loved that uh the cinematography off the fucking chain in every episode really but in this one i was just noticing how beautiful everything is and just appreciating it
2: yeah i think it's really interesting that and on a writing level olivia represents so many things for elliot like in in one way she represents what his life potentially could have been if he had led something normal and it could have settled down he's uh, she represents what he's lost. I mean, like I feel like her mom dying because of the Deus Group is a very obvious analog to Angela, and and the third being what he's willing to do to to you know take down White Rose is this horrible thing that he's done. So it she's representing so many things to act uh, to act as a foil to his character is so interesting. And, and she's going- not even like a a major character even.
0: No, but she is very important and does carry that weight, doesn't she? And and to, to take your metaphor even further, you know, the fact that he has that he has this glimpse, a fleeting glimpse one more time of what it could have been and he utterly destroys it. He makes mm-hmm. sure that it's ground into fine powder that there's no coming back. Like this is a person who's not choosing life. If you're watching train spotting it's like you're not choosing life. You're not choosing color TV. You're You're saying, fuck it. I'm going to take White Rose down with me. Um, Do we want to talk a little bit more about the Vera and Krista scene? So in her well-appointed house, by the way, she's got the (laughs) table set for her and Jason. There's all the yellow and the sunlight, the sun streaming through the window. This is beautifully shot. I thought Gloria Rubin and Elliot Villar were wonderful, electrifying scene partners in this. Just wonderful. There's an article this week. Usually, there's a week, uh, there's a, an article with Sam Ismail and the Hollywood Reporter Weekly to sort of see what was going on. This one they get this week, they they gave that article to Elliot Villar, and he talks about um, where he came to land with Vera and then that scene with him and Gloria. When they got to the part where he was menacing her <laughs> with the grapefruit spoon, a first. Um, I think there was a grapefruit that was smashed in someone's face back in like the good old days in the 30s, <laughs> right? I want to say that was Cagney that did that. He smashed a grapefruit in someone's face. In um, this menacing scene, they were going to switch it out on the close with a plastic spoon that looks like metal. And Gloria was like, no, I want to feel the fear. So she goes, I trust <laughs> Elliot. So she trusted Villar to... to to do this. And then after he menaces her, you know, all day long in this scene, she's like pops up and is like, that's fun. That was so fun. And he was like, you know, they just had a (laughs) really good old time. (laughs) That's cool. Here's my question. When she says, go to my file, September, 2015 and look up Elliot's name. And he goes, what will I find there? And she says, Mr. Robot is she saying is she telling him the straight up truth? Two things about this whole thing that went down. So she said, is she going to sick Mr. Robot on Vera? Is that her intention? I feel like it's almost um, kind
2: of like Krista leading Vera to Mr. Robot. But I think it's also kind of Krista being like Mr. Robot can somehow protect Elliot, kind of.
0: Maybe. Does that make sense? I don't know. She's only met Mr. Robot One time. Right.
2: I know. But like in comparison to like what she knows about Elliot Mm. and she's, she's seen like the hardened, like assertive person that Mr. Robot can be. I don't know if she was thinking it as a, like a protection move sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I don't know until the scene plays out. Right. But I feel, I just felt like there was just a moment on both watches of like, she's calling in the, the scud missile that is Mr. Robot. Like, now, we know that little Elliot, even with the full force of, you know, Mr. Robot can bow himself up and be like bigger than a house in a way. But he's still a scrawny ass dude yeah. who weighs like a buck ten. So is this when he calls Leon from the trunk like, yo, yo, yo,
1: that's what I was <laughs> I'm
0: in then. the trunk of an Impala. Yeah. It's blue and it's heading west on, you know, is, he, is that what he's going to do? I don't know. Sam never takes us down the obvious road, so I don't know. But this is gonna be interesting. Like this whole thing just this whole episode was just taking you to these conclusions, just pushing you into this place. And we know that next week it's gonna be an uninterrupted episode. Yeah. I don't know. Here's my other question. So then Krista calls Elliot and she says, Hey, Fernanda Vera Menaced me with a grapefruit spoon. Um, I, I, he tells her to meet him at a park. Was this Chris? Now Vera doesn't have dark army powers. He's not left a man behind to stay with Krista. She's warning him. They snatch him on the street before he can get to Krista. That she wasn't setting him up. Like she really was calling him, going, "I can't go home, yo." Yeah. That was a real. Call. I, no, I
2: thought I thought that's what was happening, but then didn't Mister Robot
1: even say like he would never yeah. let her go? I felt yeah, I like thought it that's was, what was happening. I always felt like it was a setup. I don't know, just to get him maybe in a location to where they can nab am I, him. Am I
0: forced for the treasing this one?
1: I don't
2: know. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> it, well, because Elliot knew it was a trap. Yeah. You know, yeah, because Mister Robot says he would never let her go, and Elliot says, "I know."
1: Oh, I missed that part. So does he is he walking into the trap going, I need somehow I need to deal with this? I I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, Robot mourns that he's off to play the hero. He's rolling his eyes like fuck this bitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for this. And then I found it very painful to think about the fact that he there's he's standing on the street talking to um, Mr. Robot and he's like, do you want to talk about what just happened back there? He goes, no, I don't want to talk about it. But then, Krista out of the blue needs help on this day of days. So, when you're weighing the scale of Krista and Olivia, obviously Chris is going to have more weight but he runs to her. Like, he runs to save her. Mm-hmm. None of this shit has anything to do with Vera. He doesn't need this dude. I had wrongly thought that he had summoned Vera, but Vera just popped back up to be the king of New York. Yeah. Dressed as a lion. So the golden, golden lion. Um, so I was just like, oh, shit. I totally misread the situation here. But how fucking horrible is it? It's like, on, it's like Darlene, Krista, this new chick I just, you know, boffed. And she said, what did she say to me, uh, say to Elliot, going back into that scene? She says, um, was fucking me part of your plan or was it a happy accident? And yeah. he said, an accident. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. 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 Yeah. So you've got oxy in your system. This guy just said, that just happened on accident. You, know, you didn't have this connection at all. You got completely used. Anyway, this whole thing was just so painful on a lot of levels, but also just still not surprising, Cause I've never felt squ- squishy about Elliot since day one. I'm like, oh, he has DID. I'm like, that guy is fucked up and shit. Yeah. And then I also think about the way Sam wrote this character originally and why he couldn't cast it. Was he said the people who were coming in and reading this off the page like a cold, horrible asshole, and no one would want to relate to that guy? So Rami was the ca- the guy who came in and made him mm-hmm. made you feel sorry for. Elliot, but it is such a sleight of hand because you shouldn't be feeling sorry for this guy. Yeah. Sorry your mom abused you, bro, but yeah, no. Yeah. You're crunked up. Uh, can we just talk about. Okay, I, I didn't go on Reddit. I'm not a quantum physicist, so it wouldn't matter anyway. The whiteboard. What's on the whiteboard? I don't know. Physics, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's going on with Wang Shu and her tone speaking to White Rose like that. I don't understand this relationship.
1: I, I don't, don't either. I don't honestly. get
0: it. I don't want our girl just be speaking to White Rose like that. But anyway,
1: maybe she's family.
0: <laughs> she could be. She could be really an actual sister. You know. I don't know. I feel like she's she's got some kind of weight and importance because she gets she speaks to White Rose in a way that no one speaks yeah. to White Rose. Because even yeah. even
1: even White Rose is like. Asking her, well, what do you think? Right, you know, like when Price
0: deferring to her exactly, and he talks no. to Price like he's like a bitch boy, you know, like handing his keys to at the valet, and he like defers to Wang Shu. I'm like, who is this bitch? She's not an assistant. Yeah,
1: I don't, yeah, it's weird. I
0: don't think she's an assistant at all. They're calling her an assistant. I just don't feel like that's true. Also, two things. What does it mean when he says now it's time to show him that we're on the same side?
1: Yeah.
2: See. Cuz at this before- point at this point I'm just questioning where where White Rose's arc is going because now that we've thrown Vera into the mix it feels like now we've got two big baddies and we have to f- I'm still waiting to see how it how it plays out like sure. which one defers to the other or if we can just have both I don't really know it threw me off when when Zhang said that you yeah. know what is uh, the same side of what like yeah because I because I mean because like
1: what we thought was or at least I thought it's like once this hack once this uh, um uh the, all the equipment is moved then Elliot is dispensable and he's and she said it even she said once, you know, once he once we finish this hack, then we can get rid of him. I don't believe that though. And he can die for us like his father I did. I think that's
0: shit that she just says to her assistants to placate them. I don't think she has any plan to kill Elliot. I don't think she ever has. What about Darlene? I don't know how she feels about Darlene, but I know that I don't feel like I don't feel like she has any intention of murdering Elliot.
1: That's what that that, you know, let us – we need to show him that we're all on the same side. Bring him in. Now all That's this a. Whole,
0: this is a whole new show of hand. I'm like, exactly. what's happening?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Also, okay, so while we stew on that for a second Tito, there was a documentary that came out a couple of years before Robot came on the air about the Hadron Collider in – where is it? Sweden. 186 com- uh, countries um partner to build it and put it into action and fire it up in the whole nine. Fascinating documentary, I'm sure you can find it uh, wherever you get your documentaries. Anyway, uh, I don't work for the documentary company that made it. I'm just saying I just I remember like how much it took, right? So I was talking to Angie about this today. and I don't feel like she took the Hadron Collider or whatever that big ass thing was in season three. And put it on sea containers and shipped it to the Congo. Because she acts like as soon as we ship and it gets there, ba-bam, we're ready. You're not shipping that. That's going to take months to set up, you even, to, possibly You have a to year. reassemble it. So I don't feel like that's what it is. I feel like all this entire time for this 20-something years, they built this thing through whatever. Edward was on one of the projects that actually – truly advanced it forward to the degree that it worked so well that a bunch of people got irradiated and diarized, including him and Angela's mom, right? And I feel like that's sitting over here in Washington Township being what that is. And then I feel like whatever is being shipped to the Congo is big enough to be put on a sea container, but it's going to go and plug into the waiting machine That's been built in the Congo. You can put these Hadron Collider... You don't have to have those special parts just made in America. The way they built this thing, this Hadron Collider in Sweden, is it came from all parts. They brought stuff in from Germany, Sweden itself, Iceland, everywhere. People, do you know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like we're shipping a Hadron Collider. No, they're
1: shipping, yeah. Because
0: that would be in the name of science. That's not something that anybody would probably even really give a shit about. You can just take that over years piece by piece. Whatever the fuck this thing is that's going across the sea is a big, huge, I don't know, battery, blah, whatever. And if you look at that little scrawl, and I'm no scientist. I don't even really do math. I'm not a good algebra person. But I'm feeling like looking at the little high probability and the stuff on the board, there's some kind of, maybe it's the gateway piece. Maybe it is literally the key that turns this thing on the key yeah. is in the room kind of scenario oh no <laughs> spiraling so i didn't get on reddit because i would have just been in a black hole rocking back and forth and we wouldn't i wouldn't have made it to the podcast so do you guys have any thoughts about what that could possibly be just wait and see
2: well how not we t- we talked about a little bit about this this uh hadron collider thingy being able to reunite white rose with her um Oh no, I'm blanking on his name. Chan. Yes. Um, assuming that that's what's happening is White Rose going to, you know, be like, "Hey, this thing can bring back Angela or even your father or if we're in and we're if we're in the business of bringing back dead people, that's the only thing like cuz again, this is such a weird thing for him to say. It in is. the midst, in the mid-season point, to suddenly want Elliot because we just spent six episodes of White Rose trying to throw him off and throw off his schedule, and now she wants he wants him on the same side, right?
0: There's so, something there's something just baked into this whole thing yeah. because you know Angela comes out of the dark room with the cats and the phones and the tests and the weird little girl, and she's like, "Oh man, she's my best friend. I love her. That's my girl." You know, like. Whatever she did, whatever she said to turn her, Angela believed it wholeheartedly. Irving chomped on a rib and went, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, sure, it's amazing. He doesn't seem to be falling for it. Price thinks it's bullshit, but maybe there is something to it. Wouldn't the kick in the rubber parts be that we get to the end of this and White Rose has waged all these bloody wars, been a ruthless son of a bitch this entire time, Because she has the way to undo all of it. Well, and also keep
2: in mind, we had this whole trip with Angela rewinding the TV and saying all the people were brought back from the dead just by a flick of a switch. So it's not sounding too crazy anymore. It really (laughs)
0: isn't. And again, I mean, so you're Elliot. You get up to the doors of that. You can have your life set back in motion. You can have your dad back. You can have everything back. You know what I mean? I we were yeah, talking about this wild. last night. Me and Ian were having this conversation because I'm already seeing it now. I'm already seeing it, and I've just jumped off of Reddit. Reddit is a lot of the the mainstay uh, people I used to follow in the Reddit uh, sub. They've kind of drifted away. I feel like it's started. It's gotten into this uh, bullshit of like, oh, this season's not that good. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear your fucking hot take on how you don't like the season. Don't watch the show. Shut up. Get out of my face. I don't listen to critics. I'm not listening to you. poemath math my show. I love the show. I'm obsessed about it. If you hate it, watch something else. Walking Dead is still on TV. So I feel like there's no way that they're going to disappoint me. If it's time travel, dope. If everybody dies, dope. If they bring everybody back and it's still fucked up, dope. There's no way you're going to disappoint me. The castle can fall on Cersei and I will still be cool with it.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. You
0: understand me? You people who are trying to bring me down, I'm just not <laughs> going to participate with you. If you're just going to sit there and go, I feel like uh, why are we concentrating on Vera? Duh. I hate this season. Fuck off. Seriously. Seriously. Fuck off. I really feel like we are headed to some place exciting and fun, and I don't really care where it lands. And I go back to what Sam's has been saying all along. Fuck plot. It's all about. Elliot's emotional journey. What will one person do to seek revenge in in the course of losing the person they love? And this is a story of White Rose and Elliot, who are running toward the same point on the world on, on the earth, driven by the same loss in my mind. Now having said that. What kind of endings would you guys be like? Flip a table over, petition for the last season to be (laughs) redone.
1: I don't think I would ever do that. And I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to wait and see what's going to happen. Sure. You know, I I just, I can't, I haven't really thought of an ending.
0: I'm looking at, uh, you know, Andre's face. He's thinking, (laughs) he's he's thinking. Well, I have some thoughts.
2: Because right now, again, I'm not hating. This this Vera twist. I'm just waiting to see how it amounts to the the conflict with White Rose. You're saying that it's means like way a scene, too
0: distracting. You're like, what the fuck, right?
2: I'm not saying he's distracting. I'm just like, why now? And also, how is this gonna how is this gonna end? And I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, a scene with White Rose and Vera that would be something. Oh my god.
0: Um. No, I. Given their I Twitter mean, terms- war, I think it would be really funny.
2: I think it would be hilarious. Um, No, I I can't. I'm not, you know, we're not those kind of people about like the petitioning thing. Right now, I'm still on my shit about Tyrell. And I mean, I'm not even talking about Tyrell yet. I'm just talking about if the way Tyrell went out was actually the way he went out. I kind of have to be like, so what was the end of that character's arc? If the end of it was he's no longer useful to the story, I guess it makes sense. But it's probably not something that I was expecting for that character. It did kind of.
0: He did kind of limp off into the woods and just drift off into the thing and be like, "I'm gonna go now." Well, that yeah. uh, (laughs) Well,
2: but that being said, it's it's not. I always you know am watching the show with such a different viewing experience because I know it's something unlike anything else. And I know Sam, you know, fucked the plot, and but I just think it'll be interesting by the way, by the time it ends, I'm like, do I feel satisfied with the way Tyrell went out? I mean, it's not like he was a minor character or something, right? you know, so...
0: I've watched the show do some odd things, and I think that's why. And I'm not saying that Sam is perfect and he shits golden bricks. And I've seen him. I've seen some flubs along the way. The way Joanna went out. I'm like, why do we even have Joanna on the fucking show in the first place? The
2: same thing. Very weird.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? The Scott Knowles thing? Why, Why do we even waste time with this? Yeah. Why did he strangle this chick on the roof? What the fuck? Any of this stuff. And I don't think just from the screenwriting or a writing point of view that. All of your shit has to make absolute sense. Because if, if if you're waiting for that to happen, then you probably should be watching, I don't know, law and order. I mean, like watch something where and that's not a that's not a put down, that's not an insult. I just feel like I like the fact that it doesn't always completely make sense. So I guess I'm kind of roll I'm riding the horse in the direction it's going. That doesn't mean to say and I'm gonna back up on what I said of really like, fuck you if you guys think it's a terrible season. I mean I, okay. Everyone should have their own opinion. I just I love it so much. And I, I just haven't seen anything like this before on television. And it was like Twin Peaks. I feel about this show the way I feel about Twin Peaks. If you were watching that show in, what, 1991? It was the most exciting, crazy, fucked up, weird shit. None of us who were like Lynchian fans, David Lynch fans, were like, how are they letting this dude do a show on ABC in prime time? And my mom's watching it. I'm like, what is he doing? Do they know have has anybody seen his movies? And then season two proved that he was David Lynch and it just went cuckoo, foo bars, sideways, nut bar. Um and I <laughs> yeah. loved every minute of it. I loved every glorious, fucked up, making no sense minute of it. There's a horse in the living room, Bob's in the mirror, there's a black lodge all of a sudden, who the fuck knows what's going on. I don't think this is, you know, twin peaks but you have to understand that the man who created this is heavily influenced by blade runner twin peaks you know fight club well
2: also yeah and you if you examine the, the theme of the show which is you know reality versus illusion you know i mean real life doesn't have tidy right. not in a bow character yeah. arcs right. <laughs> like Shit just happens sometimes and then that's just how it is. So that's how that's how I'm approaching it, you know. Now, but
0: I feel you. I mean, I feel like we he put so much import into Elliot and Tyrell. Elliot and Tyrell. Elliot and Tyrell. And then they're off in the woods and then he just kind of blue screens out. And you're like, what? <laughs> I mean But does this show do big splashy crazy send offs for people
2: it doesn't i mean the only no and that, that's yeah. not what i mean that's not really what i'm saying i'm just oh, I'm not like accusing in terms you of, of saying
0: that i'm just saying i'm trying to like oh, oh okay i'm just trying to no say, yeah like, you're completely valid in any opinion that you have about the show i think everybody is i mean honestly i sounded like a dick earlier i don't mean to sound like a dick <laughs> but i do want to say i just i guess i've set my mind a long time ago even though i theorize like a bitch every fucking week to no avail because sam just goes i'm not doing any of that but thanks for playing i did it's just <laughs> a fun hobby for me it's like my my fantasy robot team every week it's gonna be in it's like a version of clue and fantasy football it's gonna be in the parlor with a candlestick i don't know i just but a long time ago probably mid season one i was like oh i'm just gonna ride along on this journey and see where it takes me because yeah. I haven't seen any, I don't, and I don't think I'm going to see anything like it anytime soon. Yeah. Sam, and Rami, and Christian, and Carly, and Grace, and Portia, and Martin, I, I don't, and BD, I don't think we're going to see this combination like this, so I guess I'm I'm just enjoying it. But I get mm-hmm. I get that people are upset. I just think that if all I read on Reddit is that, then I'm done with Reddit until the, you know, the whole thing is over. Cuz I went on there wanted to hear like the quantum breakdown and I got just a lot of just encountered a lot of grousing and I was like, "Okay, I'm out. I just don't you know, what is this? Twitter." So, <laughs> but if you're puzzled, and again, Vera was weird. I thought this has to make sense. He summoned him. Now that dude's stuffing dope up chicken's butts, if you want to be the king of New York, I'm not sure that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he's got the smarts to be the king of New York. Maybe you're a king of a borough, like a corner of Queens. I don't know. Uh, well,
2: I'm also, uh, about the Vera thing, I was, I think at the beginning, confused behind the motivation because we knew that he wanted Elliot as his architect and then he's going on to say, like I need to break him first, and I'm just like I don't know if that's gonna work out, man. Like I know yeah, I understand what yeah. he's saying. Like I have to break him, and I have to be there to build him back up again. I just don't see that panning out. The messaging in the way is so weird. <laughs> it is that I will hand it to you. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it's just if it's just uneven writing or there's some big ha ha coming, but I wouldn't well, be it, surprised. It goes, but he's just I don't know. Is he just bipolar? It goes to it goes
1: to that the
0: that, dude, the dude does a lot of math
1: yeah it Just- goes to that sort of duality <laughs> within vera where it's like the complex but very simple and then maybe you know he he wants to build this empire but he doesn't have any of the you know the 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 way to do it Sort of.
0: I think it's just going to be a matter of like this guy is a stumbling block who's going to get in the way, and then what? How is Elliot going to react? He's just another obstacle. It feels like thrown in the way of Elliot. Yeah.
1: It feels like more thuggish as opposed to Leon, who is like more of a a a sharp tool. I feel
0: like if Leon wanted to run New York, he could run. He could have. He could. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's something more. Who knows?
0: Maybe Leon does run New York. So. He probably I could. just
1: don't I don't wanna see I don't wanna see Vera killing Leon. That's what I don't want to see. I think
0: we'd all be pissed off if that yellow teethed motherfucker kills our beloved Leon, yeah. who's also a psychopath and a murderer. Exactly. But he murdered a bunch of white supremacists, so a lot of us are like, Nah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, okay. and he babi- he babysat
1: <laughs> Mobile uh not mobile, uh, Mobley and Trenton. Yeah. You know. He knew full well what was gonna happen. Sure.
0: You know I can hear you, right? Yeah. You guys are kind of like a, <laughs> his whole Seinfeld reference. Let's talk about the, the comedy stylings of Dom Lean just for a second. These two gals were making me laugh with the. Uh, Dom's all like, I'm Dark Army now, girl. You know, I'm a, I'm a rebel dotty." And Carly, Carly, Darlene's like, Whoa, oh, sh- oh, that was me. Oh, my bad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Damn it! Well, what if it it was your family? She goes, "What do you think I'm doing, bitch? It's for my family." But like, they're neither one of them is sure. What I love about these two women is, apart from when they're apart from each other, once this badass rising Asac that had her life cut down by the Dark Army left her devices. Darlene is this badass hacker in her own right. Together, they are just a (laughs) sloppy, hot, fucking mess in a bathroom. (laughs) Trying to figure out who is going to get popped on this yeah. very day with three minutes to go. It was like the funniest fucking shit ever.
1: And it was like their final plan of what they came up with was like hatched right in front of the principal.
0: Right. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you kill me. No, I can't do it. You need to kill me. I thought about it all the time. Do and, it. And, okay, and
1: also, it. what's with that fucking door? Seriously. what? Wa- what? I thought Angela had all these things on her door that those these lock things and now people are just walking in. Dom just walks in and
0: just doesn't pop all the locks.
1: Exactly.
0: She was sat there while Homegirl was passed out in the bathtub. And yeah, and
1: and <laughs> Darlene asks, How did you get in? Right. <laughs> How did
0: you get in? <laughs> Twisting the knob? And I think this is what would have been funny is if Janice had just held up the doorknob and said tricky little things this you know holding up the doorknob like she uh-huh. did when she broke well
1: see head. that's the thing I didn't I didn't check and I needed just like because I just thought of it now I was like I should see if all those locks are still on that door jam that because we have that whole
2: scene right in front of the door sure you know
0: it was a funny moment
2: I, I found fa- I found it both terrifying and hilarious that this sweet looking Janice is just like flanked by by these creepy scary dark army guys with their demon masks right and she's just like well, what's going on here? And then when yeah. she, like,
0: blinks like, the phone, she's like, well, huh.
2: <laughs> it's, like, both terrifying and hilarious. It was like, awesome. It's, yeah. And it's almost like, to me, like, this is how I think about Janice. I think about Janice as, like, the scary math teacher I had in seventh grade that I mm-hmm. never wanted to, like, ask a question like she seemed nice, but if you got just like the wrong word come out of your mouth, she went full Janice. That's my analog for her, scary math teacher. I think that we is found... somehow approachable but also terrifying. Yes,
0: I think we found our Dolores Umbridge in the pile of craziness. Oh my god, that's that's yeah. a
2: much better analogy. She's than She's Dolores math Umbridge.
0: <laughs> that's what the fuck she is. She's yeah. just like she will fucking cut you if you're not ninety nine percent nine sure, Dom. Yeah, if you're oh, not a hundred on this. <laughs> You know, Keep it 100. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill you because you're still useful, but this is gonna be very painful for you. Is she going to like kill Trudy and stuff her and put her in Dom's like office or apartment? I mean, like,
2: uh, see, I was, I was like already, I was like waiting for Dom to like shoot her in the head. I thought that was where the scene was going. I thought there's no way they're gonna do this. Janice is gonna walk in, pop. That's it. That's done. I thought that's the way it was going to go well, down. Darlene I thought this thing gun. was going in so many different ways.
0: So, Darlene had the gun. Darlene so
2: had the gun. Darlene had the gun. And She's holding and the it the whole time.
0: Yeah.
1: While while Janice is giving her her talk,
0: I, I would have tried something.
1: I mean, you okay? You're gonna get shot, but at least you can take Janice.
0: You get Janice down because the
1: other two guys have guns and they're gonna pop you. But yeah. at least you know, don't just stand there. Right.
0: Well, you know, even if
2: they did get the the you know. If all they did manage to like, take down all three, there's still going to be the Dark Army being like, uh, where's Janice?
0: Wang Shu. Janice was, like, was in
2: charge of Dom. What's Dom doing? You know?
0: I just don't know about Wang Shu's game. She just had the one van. I feel like Wang Shu is being sloppy. They have all the, the full force of the Dark Army, and then they just have like a handful of guys. I don't understand how the Dark Army works, guys.
1: Well, that means White Rose is being sloppy, too, because she would have
0: i think everybody's getting sloppy
1: it almost feels that like white rose is having you know i don't know i i i sense she's
0: giving everybody a chance to get away in yeah. a strange way i sense
1: her i sense her feeling a little bit too many emotions
0: well she's getting very close to seeing possibly her love from you know her Maybe old that's love it. she's getting sentimental yeah you know who's not sentimental leon janice those two on <laughs> those two hanging out having coffee. I would oh just God. pay for a spinoff of just those two, <laughs> just the and then Irving like stops by occasionally like that. Just the robot like characters just chilling and hanging out, and Tyrell's ghost is always you know hovering above. They I'm all, just a businessman.
1: They all live in the same like subdivision, like in the Americans, or like or like they the live street. in the same
0: apartment building, like friends. Yeah. I mean, whichever. I'm down for it. I liked it. I loved the episode. I love what's happening in season four. Sorry, I was a dick earlier, guys. You can feel however you want to about the show. I just probably don't want to read it online a lot, so I won't. You can type all you want, free speech. You can do whatever you want to. Anything else we want to say about this episode? Not acceptable.
2: No, I mean, <sighs> I don't I think so. It. I'm just, I'm just ready for next week because I can totally see the whole hour just being that conversation between vera elliot and mr robot and maybe even the third person yeah i don't know it's next week's gonna just gonna be off the hook is
0: this the one i don't know i keep because i know i saw the behind the scenes stuff of dream sequence he's running on the beach he's in a tuxedo there's all these people in masks i don't know what's happening i know it's it's coming at some point so i don't know when that's gonna happen is that gonna be this next episode we've had the silent episode you know we've had the hack running epi- you know, that was the, that was a silent episode. We've had a lot of flavor, so what's going to be in the box next week? Violence. You know. Also, another favorite movie of Sam's is Seven. What's in the box? What's in the box indeed, folks?
2: Do we know the title of the, the next episode?
0: I don't know. I don't have it on the top, tip of my tongue. I'm sure it's another, it's a 407. What is the 407 code? Um, so I don't know. I have to say, s- shout out to Young Ma. She delivered her line. She's playing the character of Peanuts, we found out. Young M.A. She's also back there eating the grapefruit. Sounds like she's calling you a little bitch. That was a whole <laughs> funny thing. Did yeah. you say the other guy? The I thought he was. His name is Janir Williams. I I thought he was another rapper. I thought he was a guy that I'd seen before, but I don't feel like he is. I just like 407
1: proxy authentication required
0: proxy authentication required. If I like was good with computers and shit, I would know what's probably about to happen.
1: (laughs) 408 is request timeout. Oh, so that's something to to think about. (laughs) Not like it's going to help.
0: I'm just going to have to wear a diaper.
1: It's getting to that point. This, this was the first like, you know i might have i might have pooped myself yeah episode. and here's the yeah. thing
0: you're not going to be on the podcast next week for the first time in the history of you and i doing podcasts you won't be on the podcast next week i'll be engineering again engineering i keep pressing two buttons and um i'll get your thoughts cuz you'll be watching it on the road um because he's going to be you're going to be out for a whole week you know away on location that's how we're doing it without ian we're going to miss you it's going to be so weird but angie's going to be in the studio here with me and then Andre will be his lovely self, far away but still close in our hearts. So that's going to be very strange not having you next week. So we want to have your thoughts. So you have to make sure that you know at least before we roll. Hopefully, you will have a chance to see it.
1: Sunday night, we'll see. I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm going to be getting a NorCal pulling in around yeah. eight or nine o'clock. Yeah, I might have a chance too. I might be wiped.
0: You might be wiped out. So just listen to the podcast and go. What happened? I'm going <laughs> to go look, I'm go look up a
1: podcast on Mr. Robot.
0: Right. See what I can find. Well, you're going to have to listen to it a little bit when you mix well, it. Well,
1: that's the thing. Yeah. But that's the next day. You're doing the podcast the next day, so I can listen to it.
0: Well, here's the thing that I think Angie's husband, Chris. Hey, Chris. Um, he's onto something, I think, that may solve my blue. And if this has been going on this entire time, I feel stupid. If you subscribe to YouTube TV, right, they play Mr. Robot on the channel at East Coast time.
1: So you're watching it on YouTube?
0: Allegedly. So you're watching it on YouTube. I don't give a shit. I can put it on my big screen and watch. I don't give a shit about the quality. I just want to see the content. You get to see that at the same time that Andre sees it, East Coast sees it, and then like ba bam. That'll be awesome because Sundays are just, I have to, it's kind of, Working out to be like a no screen Sunday of a sorts. Yeah. I just don't have a social media um, for like a few chunk of hours because I literally went to answer somebody's thing and pulled up Twitter for a second and I saw the word Leon at like five o'clock here and went, oh, fuck, I just bounced off of Twitter. Well, we
1: don't know what time it's going to be on. Next week. Remember, this past week it was up a
2: special time,
0: but I I feel like we can see it. Oh
2: no, it's it's. I think it's gonna be a record time. The reason it was earlier this time was because of the the, the People's PCAs. Choice Awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did
0: anybody watch those?
2: Um, I was going to watch it, and then they gave the comedy award to Kevin Hart, and then I switched over. That was yes. like the very top he's of like, it. Too. Oh, it was <laughs> the top of the that's show. That's when we switched
1: over too. We're like, okay, I, we can't. I,
0: I not And that.
2: then they made Robert Downey give it to him. Yeah, just like, all right. <laughs> we
1: flipped it off problematic, in the middle of his but
0: speech. Um, Everybody's fifty-fifty on Kevin.
1: It wasn't. I don't, I'm uh, fine with it. I'm fine with it. I just like I don't want to sit through all of
0: this. I just don't want to see any of that. <laughs> Like nope, <laughs> I'm not in the award show mood.
2: Yeah, I was I was ready to switch over because whoever wrote RDJ's opening speech, I was just like, Oof. was it was it cringy or was it just me? It was cringy. It felt cringy. No, I was
0: like, oh, why are you putting the words in? A-? He's such an eloquent <laughs> man, and he's such a great writer, and he he has a he has a really a wonderful way with words. So I'm like, what happened to RDJ? Does he is he having a stroke? Oh, he's reading the actual cue cards. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then they kept cutting to people in the audience and they looked like really like either out of it or just like not responding at all. I'm like, what's happening? Well, Coke
0: has returned to LA. So (laughs) uh, I don't know what's happening there. Um, We'll be back next week. We said without Mr. Ian. We will be back next week. And we hope you guys take care of yourself. Lock your doors. Don't let any weird dudes with fur coats and tracksuits in your home for the holiday (laughs) season as you prepare your meal for your significant other. And just know that we love and care about you all the time. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)